When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to Defense Matters, where we are going to be talking mostly IDP and all fantasy football, one of the many shows on the Big Three Network. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter, guys. I'm a senior writer at DynastyNerds.com and co-host of the IDP 411 podcast, which you can find on ExpandTheBotScore.com. Great site. Go check it out. Scouting department over there is awesome. Um, so today is going to be our first show for the 2020 uh, IDP rankings. We're going to do 2020 IDP redraft rankings for linebackers today. So I'm going to break down my uh, my first four tiers of linebackers for you guys going into the season. Um, so we will go ahead and I'll go ahead and kind of lay out what my thoughts are and how I kind of divided these guys into tiers. Um, so an, to be considered what I call an elite linebacker, which is going to be a tier one or tier two linebacker. Essentially, you need to have 100, be you know, kind of projecting a guy for 130 or more tackles and or 18 impact plays is what I call them. So that'd be a forced fumbles, interceptions, tackles for loss, fumble recoveries, pass deflections, uh, sacks. Those are what I'm kind of calling impact plays. These are all going to be um, under the model of IDP 123 scoring as well, which I've hopefully you guys know about. But under IDP 123, you have uh, quarterback hits are one point and assisted tackles are one point. Solo tackles and tackles for losses are two point plays. Force fumbles, fumble recoveries, pass defended, safeties and block kicks are three-point plays, and sacks and interceptions and IDP touchdowns are six-point plays. So everything's a one, two, three-point value or a six-point value like a like a like a touchdown. So an impact to be considered an impact play, I pretty much have to be, it has to be over a one or a two-point play. It's a three-point play. Now tackles for loss are technically a two-point play, but they usually stack with a solo tackle. So it ends up being a four-point play. So it still qualifies as what I call an impact play. So if you can get, you know, 18 impact plays, maybe you don't get quite to that 130 uh, tackle threshold that you really want for an elite linebacker one, but you're going to be able to make up for it in the fact that you're getting these uh, three-point plays and, you know, three-point plus plays instead of a two-point solo tackle play or an assisted tackle play. So that's kind of how I'm going to qualify my middle linebacker guys. And then also for the outside linebackers, um, your TJ Watts, your Shaq Barrett's, um, even your like Zadarius Smiths or your Robert Quinns, if you know guys like that, if you want to play them in, in sleeper, 
as your linebacker, um, they're going to kind of be projected in my mind to hit these thresholds. They really need to hit a, meet three or more of these requirements. Um, so I'm projecting them to get 12 and a half or more sacks or 24 or more quarterback hits, 55 or more tackles or 18 or more impact plays. So if they can meet, meet three of those, there's four really that they need to, you know, there's four options there. If they can hit either 18 impact plays, 55 tackles and 12 and a half sacks, that's kind of what I'm looking for. They missed out on the quarterback hits, but let's say they get 18 impact plays over 12 and a half sacks, and then they get, you know, 30 quarterback hits, but they only hit like 50 tackles. They're still going to qualify because they're making, they're making up the points that they're missing in other spots. So that's kind of how my linebacker tier is going to be broken up. I'm just going to say that one more time for you guys. This is going to be tier one and tier two linebackers. First ones I talk about. So either 130 or more tackles and 18 impact plays or more. Or for outside linebackers, we want 12 and a half or more sacks, 24 or more quarterback hits, 55 or more tackles, 18 or more impact plays. We want one, three of those four things to occur. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into my rankings. Uh, if you want to look at my rankings too, they're on expandtheboxscore.com. Just go there. You should be able to just click on a drop down tab and you can look at my rankings. They're going to get updated. So this is as of uh, we're about three weeks away from the season right now. So I just wanted to get these out there for people that are in those redraft leagues. So tier one linebackers. Now there's only two guys in my tier one. Now these are going to be Darius Leonard is my linebacker one and Bobby Wagner is my linebacker two. Um, they're tier one because I think they're they're locks linebacker ones. They're you know these guys I think there's nowhere no way shape or form they do not finish as a linebacker one. So they're kind of my tier one all by themselves. They're they're locks for linebacker ones. Uh, you know you're getting a lot of things with Darius Leonard. You're getting the impact plays and you're getting the the huge tackle numbers. Bobby Wagner very similar situation monster tackle numbers year in and year out. Um, you know, he's just coming off of uh, his second best tackle season of his career in 2019, 159 tackles. So he easily meets that 130 threshold to be elite. And then he's also getting, you know, six pass deflections, a forced fumble, three sacks, uh, seven tackles for losses, four quarterback hits. So he pretty much hits that 18 uh, impact play threshold as well. Um, Darius Leonard, I'm not even going to go into that. You know what Darius Leonard is. I mean, this guy is, he's called the maniac for a reason. He can do everything that you want a player to do on the field at all times. So that's my tier one and my tier two. Those are my, or tier one guys. Those are my locks for linebacker ones in 2020. Now my tier two linebackers, this is a little bit bigger of a tier. Um, so I'm going to read off, you know, these guys are, I'm projecting them to do similar things as the the tier one guys, but I'm not. They could they have a higher probability of falling out of the top uh, twelve in my mind. But at the same time, all of these guys are playable as linebacker ones, I believe. So we got Jalen Smith at three, Roquan Smith at four, T.J. Watt five, Blake Martinez six, Corey Littleton seven, Joe Schobert at eight, Devin Bush at nine, Levante David at ten. Jordan Hicks, 11, Zach Cunningham, 12, Demario Davis, 13, and Chandler Jones, 14. That is a big tier, guys. That is a, a really big tier of players there. But all of these guys have, you know, shown themselves to be um, spectacular when they're on the field. You know, Blake Martinez is a good example of a guy who's he just missed out on that tier one. 
But, you know, Blake Martinez, year in and year out, he's had 144 tackles, 144 tackles, 155 tackles. You know what you're getting with Blake Martinez. You know you're going to get that number of, you know, that tackle threshold met. Now the pass deflections are a little bit low. Tackles for loss, the last two years were pretty high, but this year he dropped off to five. So, you know, the impact plays might not be there, um, but we know the tackles will be there. So he definitely meets that threshold of a guy that's a tier one or a tier two, you know, linebacker for your team. Um, another guy I want to highlight in this tier is um, TJ Watt. You know, TJ Watt in a lot of formats last year was the number one, number two, or number three overall linebacker. Uh, you know, he does everything. I mean, he does everything you want from that outside linebacker tier one or tier two guy. You can plug him in for well over 18 impact plays. I mean, he has multiple interceptions, multiple forced fumbles every year, multiple tackles for loss. I believe he was one of the tackle for loss leaders in the league. I believe he was five or six in that regard. He was, you know, top six, seven in t- sacks. Um, so he's going to be able to get up there and get you the points that you want from a linebacker one, even as an outside linebacker. Uh, and I feel very confident in the fact that he's just going to repeat, not necessarily repeat the season he had last year, but he does enough and he does it in enough different ways that he's a, he's a safe linebacker one in my mind. He's in this tier two because he could fall out. Like I said, these are the guys that I'm not super locking in, but these are guys, all guys that I'm comfortable with as my linebacker ones. Um, I'm just going to read the, you know, read off this tier two again and kind of highlight guys. Jalen Smith was number three, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he makes impact plays everywhere, and his tackles numbers are crazy. I mean, he flies all over the field. Um, he's been top 12 the last two years, so I, I love him. Roquan Smith, a little injury thing this last year in Chicago. But when he's on the field, he has an extremely high tackle rate. He can get behind the line of scrimmage and make sacks for you. He's a do-it-all linebacker. Um, you know, T.J. Watt just highlighted him. Blake Martinez. With uh, now the New York Giants, I highlighted him at six, you know, and these guys are ranked kind of in order of confidence that I have that they'll finish high. But again, this whole second tier is kind of interchangeable. Um, Corey Littleton moved teams uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders from the Rams. Joe Schobert moved to Jacksonville from the Browns, but he's been an elite linebacker for IDP the last two seasons. Uh, Devin Bush is a guy that is in this. I'm expecting to make this jump. I think Devin Bush is a lock for a linebacker one this year. There's not really anyone else really competing at a high level for tackles with him, except for maybe Terrell Edmonds, um, you know, and TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. But at that linebacker position, he's going to be the alpha this year. He had a great season last year. Wasn't a top 10 linebacker by any means last season, but I think that the snaps come up and he's an impact player too. He gets tackles and he gets behind the line of scrimmage. I believe he had eight or nine tackles for loss this season and, so, you know, he's a guy that I have a lot of faith in this year. Levante David, tried and true, you know, Tampa Bay. He's the reason that I could not move Devin White into this tier because I have so much faith that Levante David is going to be what he's always been, which is a reliable linebacker and at times an elite linebacker one. He has to go into this tier, and Devin White hasn't been that guy yet, so I can't move Devin White in there. And when he's playing next to a guy that is that kind of an alpha like Levante David, um, we'll talk about him a little bit. He's in my tier three linebacker, which is still a very good linebacker tier to be in. Uh, Jordan Hicks came in 11, Arizona Cardinals, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Just a lot of tackles there. He played fully healthy this year, and he did make some impact plays himself. You know, he had some pass deflections. He had a couple sacks. Uh, So he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people got cheap last year, and he finished number one overall linebacker in a lot of leagues. He and TJ Watt were up there very high. So um, he's a guy that I'm very confident in as my linebacker one. 
Zach Cunningham at Houston uh, quietly, you know, has had 140 something tackles this last year, I believe 147, maybe I'll double check that real fast, but he is not a sexy name. Um, 142 tackles. He doesn't get deep behind the line of scrimmage, only seven tackles for losses last year. Um, but he's on a team and he with the Houston Texans that doesn't really have their defensive leader is JJ Watt. But JJ Watt is kind of, you know, this might be JJ Watt's last season in the league. And it's looking more and more like Zach Cunningham might emerge as kind of the alpha guy on this team. You know, this is his fourth year in the league. He's come becoming kind of a veteran. Like I said, he led the AFC in tackles. Um, and he's kind of slept on. So I put him in this tier ahead of some other guys. Uh, notably, Fred Warner is not in this tier. I struggled a little bit deciding which of those two would make it into this tier. And I ended up putting Zach Cunningham in there just because I believe – I think those tackles are going to stay high. I mean, and he's going to, you know, hopefully make up – with some little more impact plays this year, but the tackle floor for him is just, it's there. Uh, Demario Davis came in at 13, Chandler Jones at 14. Chandler Jones, another outside linebacker like TJ Watt. He's playable as a DL on sleeper, which is, you know, where you'll probably want to play him. But I have faith that he's going to, you know, he's gotten double digit sacks every year for the past like four years straight. Um, There's no reason that's going to change. I mean, he doesn't look like he's lost a step. He was half a sack away from leading the league in sacks this season. Uh, right behind Shaq Barrett. So, you know, he's a guy you can play as a weekly linebacker one. Maybe he'll let you down because he's a little more boomer bust, but when he hits, he can win you a week. Um, and that's that's what I like. So that was my first tier, tier one and tier two, which again, like I said, those are elite linebackers. Those are guys that I'm confident as linebacker ones in 2020. Now we're going to move into my tier three, these guys are great linebackers. I mean, these are all guys. There are teams I have where the, some of these guys are my linebacker ones. These guys are what I consider high-end linebacker twos with linebacker one upside. Um, and so to kind of give you an idea of what the thresholds were I had to meet this, um, 110 tackle, 110 or more tackles and or 15 or more impact plays. So that was compared to the tier one guys. Their thresholds were 130 and 18. So these guys are still going to get it done for you at a high level uh, consistently, but maybe they're just they're just not in that elite tier yet, or I'm not necessarily projecting them to make that huge jump. Still great players, don't get me wrong, and a lot of these guys have LB1 upside. You know, I mean, they could easily get up into that 130 and 18 area, you know, but I'm just, I'm not as confident in them doing that as I am some of these other players that I had ahead of them. And then for the outside linebackers that do make it into this tier, Three or more requirements, you know, 10 or more sacks. I'm projecting 18 or more quarterback hits, 40 or more tackles, and 15 or more impact plays. If you can hit three of those thresholds for me, I'm putting you in this tier because I think you have the upside to get there and maybe even push past that. So let's go ahead and get into tier three. So kicking off tier three, this this tier is a little smaller than the last tier two. There's only, I believe, nine guys in this tier, whereas the last tier had, um, looks like, 11. So we have Fred Warner. San Francisco at 15, Tremaine Edmonds, 16, Buffalo, uh, Shaq Thompson, 17, North Carolina Panthers, 18, we have Jayon Brown with the Tennessee Titans, 19, Christian Kirksey, Green Bay, 20, Devin White, Tampa Bay, 21, Deion Jones, Atlanta, 22, Eric Kendricks, Minnesota, the Vikings, uh, 23, Rashawn Evans, also with, <clears throat> excuse me, also with the Titans, and then 24 in this 
in the ending this tier is Shaq Barrett with Tampa Bay. So interestingly, we have two Titans in this tier and we have two Buccaneers in this tier. Well, let's go ahead and lead off with Fred Warner. I love Fred Warner. I have several leagues where Fred Warner is my linebacker one. So I hope nobody uh, thinks that I'm knocking Fred Warner, but he he had a, a couple of big, big, big games, like blow-up games. So he had, I believe he had a game where he had two sacks. Um, and his tackle floor is not as high as some of these other players. And there are good players around Fred Warner right now. That's why he really did not make it into Tier 2 for me. He's He's probably the most likely to make that jump. That's why I have him here. That's why I want to focus on him. He's had over 120, 110 tackles the last two seasons, so he does meet those thresholds. Um, and the pass deflections are, you know, good. Six and nine tackles for a loss. So he's right there, um, and he could make that jump. But he just came in for me as this first guy in this third tier just because I haven't seen him have that monster, monster season yet. But this could be it, and I know a lot of people think it is, um, and he's going to be a great linebacker to have. Tremaine Edmonds, similar situation. He's been good, but he just hasn't popped like a lot of like a lot of these other linebackers that are ahead of him. Um, you know, he's only in his third year in the league, same situation as Fred Warner. So this could be a big breakout year for them. Shaq Thompson, Carolina, he's essentially going to be, you know, having a lot more responsibility now that Luke Keekley's gone. To hear Whitehead is coming in, but he's not the veteran on that particular team. That is Shaq Thompson. So I'm expecting Shaq Thompson to have some of his play some of his most productive IDP fantasy football in 2020. Um, Jayon Brown, he's been a consistently good tackler. He's good in coverage for the Titans. And, you know, he's had a little injury history this last year. He only played 14 games, but he still finished in the top 30 at linebacker, I believe, uh, missing a little time. Yeah, well, 31 last year at 232 points. So he's still a high-quality linebacker, and he's a guy that I, you know, believe you can play with as a linebacker too, but with linebacker one upside. You know, if he played those other two games, who knows what his score would have ended up being. Christian Kirksey had two really, really good seasons with the Browns a couple of years back, both finishing as a linebacker one. Had a little injury struggles the last two years, and the Browns, you know, didn't bring him back. And now he's in Green Bay with his old, uh, apparently his old defensive coordinator, his old coach. So people are expecting big things for him, and I think he could all, he's another guy that could jump into that linebacker one, you know, uh, conversation this year and that's what a lot of these guys in this tier three are you know they are high upside linebacker twos that could end up as you know linebacker ones when it's all said and done Devin White is in this tier I mentioned before guys he just he's playing with an elite level linebacker already um, one of the best linebackers in the league Levante David so I just have to give the edge to the, the veteran you know Devin White he I still believe he's going to be a solid linebacker one for your team if you need him to be that more of a linebacker too but you can have a team with him as a linebacker one because I think he could he could push into that into that area. <clears throat> Deion Jones, he had one really good season. Um, 2017, I believe, he finished top three. But, um, you know, linebacker scoring has kind of gone up the last couple of years. The talent has gotten higher. And Deion Jones has struggled with injury. This last year he finished as linebacker 29. Um, I think 21 is a, a fair spot for him. He could push into that linebacker one area. But I'm drafting him as a linebacker two at best right now on my teams. And, I'm honestly not really drafting him because he's he's still going at a premium price. I believe his ECR on Fantasy Pros is still a top 10 linebacker, which is a little rich for me. Um, if you take his his best season in 2017 and you just take all those stats and put them into 2018 
and into 2019 seasons, those would have been good for a linebacker nine and linebacker 14 seasons those years. So his absolute known ceiling the last two years, if he would have hit it, was still just a fringe linebacker one. So that's what he's in this tier for me for. High-end linebacker two uh, could end up a linebacker one, but we'll just have to see. Eric Kendricks, Minnesota, great coverage linebacker. I think he had the second most pass deflections in the league or the most with 12. Uh, He and Demario Davis are great in coverage, and they make up for the fact that they don't have monster tackle numbers in the fact that they're great in coverage because pass deflection and IDP, one, two, three scoring, like I said earlier, is a three-point play. Um, So you have Rashawn Evans, who I was talking about pass deflections. Rashawn Evans doesn't get pass deflections, but Rashawn Evans gets uh, good tackles, tackles for loss. First-round pedigree really came into his own this last year with the Titans. Um, and I, I think that he takes another step forward this year. And he just he's, he, he seemed like he's a difference maker. He had a pretty big fumble recovery in that game that they beat the uh, the Chiefs in last year when their season kind of turned around. So and he took that back for a touchdown. So he's obviously a big part of that team. He and Jayon Brown are both in this tier for me, upside linebacker twos. Um, I have a lot of teams with both of these guys. Uh, each individually and a few teams where I have both of them because I just believe that they're going to be great this year. And then Shaq Barrett, he's kind of a polarizing player because he came out of nowhere this last year at Tampa Bay, led the league in sacks, led the league in tackles for a loss. Um, I believe he had like the second or third most pressures. I mean, he just came out of nowhere, really. And I think that he has a good chance to have a very good, a great season again. They're bringing all the same guys back on that defense, plus they had a little bit better coverage, plus they added Tom Brady. Um, Shaq Bear is going to get to play next to JPP all season now. JPP is not going to be injured to start the season. So the pass rush there is going to be great. And Dominican Sue still in the middle and Vita Vea still in the middle. The pressure up the center is going to be heavy. And these these outside linebackers there are going to feast this year again. And Shaq Barrett, I think, has a chance to, I mean, like I said, he's in this tier. He's at my linebacker 24. He's in this tier because I believe he can get back to that linebacker one season again. You know, these guys all have a chance to push into a linebacker one season. Still drafting him as a linebacker two for my team, two or three. But um, they have linebacker one upside for sure. So that was the end of my tier three uh, high-end LB2s with LB1 upside. I'm just going to read them back to y'all one more time. At 15, had Fred Warner with the San Francisco 49ers. 16, Tremaine Edmonds with the Buffalo Bills. 17, Shaq Thompson with the Carolina Panthers. 18, Jayon Brown with the Tennessee Titans. 19, Christian Kirksey, Green Bay Packers. 20, Devin White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 21, Deion Jones with the Atlanta Falcons. 22, Eric Kendricks with the Minnesota Vikings. 23, Rashawn Evans with the Tennessee Titans. And 24, Shaq Barrett with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is my first three tiers of linebackers. Now, those are the guys that I'm most confident with going into this season on my team. I want as many of those players on my team as I can get when I start going into my drafts and getting my my linebackers. Um, You know, high-end LB1s, high-end LB2s with LB1 upside. Now, these next guys we're going to go into, this is my tier four. These are kind of what I'm calling serviceable linebackers. Um, Low-end LB2s for your team and high-end LB3s. These are going to be the players that you're probably going to be subbing in and out weekly just based on what's kind of available to you if you don't have a lot of those upper-tier guys. Um, To reach these thresholds, to fall into this tier, I'm kind of projecting 95-plus tackles or more, 95 or more tackles. 
uh, and 12 or more impact plays and or 12 or more impact plays. Or for the outside linebackers, I want, you know, seven or more sacks, 13 or more quarterback hits, 30 or more tackles and 12 or more impact plays. So uh, this is a really big tier. There's a lot of guys, you know, this is kind of your jag area, but there's still upside in this tier. Um, so don't get me wrong. I mean, these are still players that you want. They're low end twos, but they could, you know, a two's a two and you can move up, you know, based on one big game or down, you know. So some of these pass rush outside linebacker guys, I'm very interested in. But to go ahead and start out tier two, this is linebacker 25 on my board. Like I said, this is going to be a big tier. So I'm just going to kind of read through this quickly. But I do have my first rookie, and that's Kenneth Murray, who I think is going to be the best rookie linebacker to own. So I'm going to read through this really quick. Got 25, Kenneth Murray, 26, Matt Milano, 27, Bradley Chubb, 28, Leighton Van Der Esch, Dallas Cowboys, 29, Zadarius Smith, Green Bay Packers, 30, Khalil Mack, Chicago, Bears, uh, 31, Anthony Walker Jr. with the Colts, 32, Jerome Baker with Miami Dolphins, 33, Jamie Collins with the Detroit Lions, 34, Isaiah Simmons, Arizona Cardinals, 35, Logan Wilson, Cincinnati Bengals, 36, Danny Trevathan, 37, Todd Davis, 38, Miles Jack, 39, Nick Kwiatkowski, 40, Mac Wilson, 41, Devondre Campbell, 42, here, Whitehead and 43, Patrick Queen. These are all the linebackers that I'm going to go over with you guys. These are my first four tiers. These are all the guys that I want on my teams essentially this year. And that ended at 43 for me there. So I'm going to hit the highlights here. Like I said earlier, Kenneth Murray, I believe, you know, the, the Chargers moved up in the draft to go get Kenneth Murray. They did not accidentally put him on their team. They gave up some capital to make sure that he ended up on their team. Um, this is a team that Last year, Mike uh, Thomas Davis was one of the tackle leaders through the first four or five weeks of the season last year, and Kenneth Murray is going to play that spot. He's going to be he's going to be the leader in the middle of that field on that defense, and I just don't see a world where he is not a high producer. In college, he led the nation in, in tackles. He had like 160, 170 in like 14 games or something. I mean, just he's an absolute tackle monster. And this defense should be on the field plenty with uh, the new court, rookie quarterback that they brought in as well. So the opportunity should be there. Matt Milano, I love him in Buffalo. He's, you know, quietly consistent. You know, he's going to get you over 100 tackles, and he's going to get you some impact plays. He, he gets a high number of tackles for loss, uh, you know, quietly. So I really like that about him. Pass deflections are up there too. Bradley Chubb, outside linebacker slash DL player on sleeper. I really love Bradley Chubb this year. He's coming off the ACL injury, but he had the injury – early enough in the season last year that he should be fully healthy when the season comes back around. Um, so I'm expecting a big bounce back from him still in this tier four uh, linebacker, low end linebacker twos. I really, you know, just, I'm not as confident in that as I am with some of the other outside linebackers I have up ahead of him in these upper tiers. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch is in this tier. He's number 28. Um, he says himself that he's fine. He hasn't been worried about his neck for a while. And he's been hitting hard for a few months. I saw a video where he said that recently. So if that's the case, this is too low for him, but I'm, I still just, I need to see it. He's still a linebacker too to me and the risk is still there. So I like him. I like drafting him. I like having him on teams, but I'm still, I'm still worried. And if you're saying you're not worried, you're not being honest with yourself. I, that's kind of my opinion. A uh, couple of guys here is Darius Smith at 29 and Khalil Mack at 30 outside linebackers. Um, they have the upside to get past this threshold. 
uh, for this this tier, which was tier four, you know, they could easily, you know, push seven more sacks. Um, but they still fall in this tier for me because I don't know. Now I'm looking at it. I, you know what? I might have to I might have to do a little adjusting here, guys, because Zadarius Smith was so good last year at rushing the passer. It, it feels a little disingenuous to have him in this tier as I'm looking at it now. Um, I'm going to make an adjustment. I'm going to move Zadarius Smith up right now. He's going to go up to 25, and he's actually going to go in that same tier with Shaq Barrett. Just letting you guys in on my process here. Khalil Mack, I'm still a little worried about him. He, he hasn't been the same player since he's been with the Raiders. Maybe bringing in Robert Quinn helps that a little bit, but I'm just I'm just a little down on Khalil Mack. He just hasn't looked he just hasn't put the numbers on paper that you want for IDP in two seasons in a row. He has had the way that he has been able to score has been hemorrhaged on his forced fumbles essentially, and he's these really disruptive plays. He's not getting the high tackle numbers. He was getting like 70 when he was in Oakland. He's getting like 40 now. He's not getting the super high tackle for loss numbers anymore. So I just can't I can't I can't move him up. But Zadarius, I definitely could. Zadarius seems to be trending the right way. But um, like I said, that would make 31 now. Anthony Walker Jr. Uh, quietly last year had an extremely uh, efficient tackle rate. I think he was the second or third most efficient tackler in the league. Um, didn't play every down, though. He played like 78% of snaps. He was coming off the field. So he maybe not great in coverage. That's kind of what I'm taking away. But he had over 120 tackles last year. And he could push into that next tier uh, pretty easily, I think, of the guys in here. Jerome Baker, he's not really a special talent, but there's not really anybody else on Miami. Jamie Collins going to Detroit is interesting. Jamie Collins was really good last year. The only reason I really kind of have him down is the move. I'm not sure exactly how he's going to be used. And they've kind of just been collecting linebackers in Detroit. So I want to see how they utilize these guys before I move anybody up or down. So that's why I have him in this kind of tier. But I think there's a good chance that he could move up too. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, rookie, Logan Wilson, rookie, the next two guys here. I don't know what their playing time is going to be like. So it's kind of hard to have them any higher than that. But I could easily see them getting around that 90 tackle mark. I think, you know, Devin Bush and Devin White last year had like right around 90 to 100. I, that's kind of where I could see these guys going. So that's kind of why they fell into this tier. Devin Bush and Devin White finished right around linebacker 30 last year. So that's 34 and 35 for them. Danny Trevathan, uh, he's a great linebacker. I mean, he's basically was pacing Roquan Smith last year. I just, I didn't have him up higher because you don't have to draft him that much higher. He is, you can draft him as a low end linebacker too on your team and you're probably getting away with something. Um, Todd Davis, next guy, Miles Jack, you know, Nick Kukowski. Of those three, I really like Nick Kukowski the most. Todd Davis, Miles Jack. I mean, they get it done on the field, but it's not something I'm excited to watch. Mac Wilson in this, you know, at number 40 here, we've seen, we've seen uh, the last few years, we've seen the Browns have productive linebackers. They've produced linebacker ones basically the last four seasons between um, Joe Schober and Nick Kukow, or Christian Kirksey going back the last four seasons. Now both those guys are gone. We saw Mac Wilson on the field last year when Kirksey went down. wasn't super productive, but was the guy that was on the field every down. So we have to kind of assume that now that he's kind of the, one of the veterans there, he's going to be on the field every down again this year. And without that big dog in front of him, he's going to have to be the big dog. So we're hoping. I'm hoping for a jump for him. I would like to see him go up past this tier a little bit. He was a guy that a lot of people were in on last year as a rookie, and he got his shot. 
he just didn't produce like a lot of us thought he would. But, you know, now that these other linebackers are out of the way and we do have that historical trend of a Browns linebacker being a good IDP option, maybe this is Mac Wilson's season. So there's a little sleeper kind of in this in this group that could take a pretty big jump that's kind of buried down here. 41, Devondre Campbell, he and Isaiah Simmons are both in this tier. Jordan Hicks is the guy I really want in Arizona. I don't know who's going to get the most playing time between these two because they brought in Campbell, and Campbell just came off a really good year, and they drafted Simmons in the first round. So, you know, is it going to be the veteran or is it going to be the high draft pick rookie that gets most of the work? We'll just have to see. But they're both in this tier. Both are going to be good this year, one way, shape, or form. Um, to hear Whitehead, sneaky pick here. Uh, you know, like I alluded to earlier with Shaq Thompson being gone, or not with Luke Keekley being gone and Shaq Thompson having a heavy workload ahead of him to hear why had same situation coming up from the Raiders to Carolina. And he may end up being that man in the middle. And I think Shaq may actually end up being on the weak side. So there's, again, there's, there's opportunity here with Keekley, one of the best linebackers in the league, tackle, tackle monster, pass deflection guy. He's gone. Um, Eric Reed's gone. So they bring in Jeremy Chin, you know, they draft him um, and they bring in, to hear Whitehead, a veteran, he's probably he's one of the only real veterans on this defense right now. They're so young. So I expect him to be productive. He's at 42, low end linebacker two, linebacker three. You can draft him like that, but don't be surprised if to hear Whitehead finishes in the top 25 comfortably. Um, so and then Patrick Queen, my last guy in this tier, he's a rookie. Um, a lot of people like Patrick Queen. I'm a little lower than him than the consensus. Just because, you know, we saw we tried to do this with with Patrick Onwasor last year and Chris Board or whoever else, and you know C.J. Mosley had a good year there a few years back, and but other than that, it's been kind of shoddy for linebacker production uh, with Baltimore, and you know Patrick Queen is still a rookie, and this is a weird year, um, and the snaps really weren't there on that defense last year. You know, I'm not sure about how the historical trends of that go, but they were not on the field a lot as a whole total defense last year. So I have to imagine that takes away from tackle opportunities as well. So I'm a little lower than consensus on Patrick Queen, but I still think because the opportunity is there for him, he falls into this tier of guys where you can, I'm okay with him as a linebacker two or three on my team. And, you know, he's a guy that I can bench if I need to, because I have a better option or I can play. And I know that he's going to get play time. So those are my first four tiers of linebackers, guys. That's, you know, one through the fourth tier ends at 43. So I'll just give you a peek at what tier five goes into. The first guy on tier five is Bud Dupree. He's number 44. But, you know, check out the rankings. They are on expandtheboxscore.com. Um, the tiers might not be in there when you go check because I've it does this weird thing when you put in your tiers. Uh, sometimes it messes with your overall IDP rankings, which I need to double check on that. But I'm going to try to make sure that these tiers are updated in there very soon. But, you know, make, thanks for listening to the show. If you guys have any questions or comments about these guys, um, you know, just tell me what, you know, what you think is going to happen this year. How are you kind of viewing things? You know, some of these players who you think I'm too low on, whom I may be a little too bullish on. Uh, yeah, just let me know. Leave me a comment. Um, leave a review on the show. We should be up on Apple Podcasts soon, so I'd really appreciate that and appreciate that. And a five star, you know, five star rating. Get these IDP rankings out there for people. 
Um, share them with your friends, share them with your league mates. So, you know, share them with people you're going to draft with so that you guys can all have a, you know, good competitive draft and hopefully draft some really good teams and have a great season. 2020, it's 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 here, you know. So happy to get these rankings out. Like I said, those are on expandtheboxscore.com. Um, guys, check out the other shows on the Big 3 Network. We have some good ones, the Big 3 IDP Podcast, the IDP Update, uh, Mic'd Up with Mike Woller, and then uh, Bless the Knee. So, yeah, well, that's everything for me for today. I will be back again with my defensive back or defensive line rankings next. I'm not sure which one I'm going to drop next, but that will be coming soon. And, yeah, appreciate you guys. Until next time, IDP Army. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Got to get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting enough. Now you're picking it up. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.